Okay. Aslan Butchakola, thank you and welcome to Talk Badminton. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Martin. Good to see yeah. you. Yeah, I'm good to see you too. Good friend, obviously. I've known you for quite a long time. I don't know how long it's been. Terrible. East Lothian, six, ten years maybe. When did you, Is it as long as when that? When did you come along to East Lothian? You know, I can't remember. Maybe it was ten years. I don't know. Before that. It must be before that. Is that? Is that? I don't know. I was in Edinburgh. What happened was I had stopped playing. I was in the borders for a long time. And I stopped playing badminton. And I just, uh, the standard in the borders just get, every time I went, I thought, oh, this is just awful. I came away from a night at badminton thinking, this is just terrible. And I would, nice. if I'd had one good game in a night, I was happy, you know. Uh, so I thought, do you know what? I just stopped. And I stopped for a few years, actually. And then one day on a Tuesday, I remember thinking, I really fancy a game of Babylon. I'm going to Edinburgh. I could get a game in Edinburgh. I wonder if I can get it. And I'd heard of North Morningside. And it was the holidays. And I couldn't get to North Morningside. And I remember coming to East Lothian because I, found, I went to Babylon, Scotland. They said, on a Tuesday night in Edinburgh, East Lothian runs at Queen Margaret University. Go along with right. And I think I contacted Fiona, who said, "Yeah, just come along," as she does. And I came along, and that's that was it. That was the first. That was the first time. I hadn't played properly for a long time. Yeah, I always thought it was uh, Peter brought you along the first night to East Lothian, no? Who? Peter Hardy. Not at all. I was before him. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a there was a situation with Peter Hardy when he first started. We'll have the conversation with him, but I remember him standing at the end of the hall. Do you remember? Do you not remember the first time Peter Hardy came? I'd already been coming for about a year, and Peter Hardy came into the hall, and he stood at the door at the far end of the court and stood for a night, for an hour. He stood and watched our courts play <laughs> at the far end of the hall. I remember it vividly, and he was staring down the hall, and he came in, and then he just... Picked up his bag and closed the door and went away. And I was like, "Who's that big lanky guy?" And the next, <laughs> the following week, he came again. I was like, "What's that?" And he was watching again. And then I think he kind of crept along to the courts and said, "I think he said, oh, do you think I'd be able to get a game?" And I, I remember saying, "Yeah, I'm sure, sure, why not?" Kind of thing. And then the following right. week, he brought his stuff and then he started playing. And I was on court with him. I'm from the borders as well. And um, I just uh, I was on court with him, and I said. I says, yeah, I says, I'm from the borders. And he says, yeah, I'm from the borders too, actually. He says, I says, really? I says, yeah, I says, where are you from? He says, I'm from Dunn. He says, I says, you'll know Peter Hardy then. He says, yeah, I'm Peter Hardy. I says, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that used to, yeah, that's, uh, wow. So, and then he proceeded to kick all our asses. And then he proceeded to get, and get angry and angrier. But he's a, he's for, I think I'm meet, I think he's coming on on Wednesday. Uh, good. So that'll be interesting. He says he's uh, already got. That'll be, that'll be a good chat with Pedro. It will exactly. So we'll start with your with your full name is Aslan. Aslan Butchakola. Butchakola. Thank you very much. No middle names at all. No middle names. No. Just just no. Just Aslan. Where does that surname come from? Um. So it's Turkish surname. My dad's Turkish. My <laughs> mother's Irish. Um. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's it. You know, OGLU ending is the equivalent to Mick. Um, which means son of OGLU. Yeah, really. Well, and and when did he come to the UK from Turkey? Yeah, he moved from Istanbul to uh, London in '66 to uh, study wow. and to uh, watch the World Cup. Study where? Uh, in London. Wow. And how did he end up? In that? He was also working in London, and then he moved back to Porosh. And that's where she was from originally. Yeah. And obviously they've holidayed together and you saw, I could live here kind of thing. And what did he do for work? Uh, no, they didn't holiday together. They met, they met each other when they were both working in London. 
And what did he do for work? Why were they in London? Uh, he's a TV technician. Mum was working in the bank in London. Wow. And they moved back to Porosh and opened up a TV business, TV repair and sales business. Yeah. So there, yeah, that's what brought us up in Porosh, a TV, a TV sales repair and satellites and things. Well, what year was that when they, when they first came to Porosh, do you remember? Do you know? And my brother was born in London, so they would have been living in London in um, early 70s, probably about 75, something like that, wow. 74, 75. Isn't that amazing? So he was born in London? My brother was born in London, oh, yeah, my sister right. and me were born in Northern Ireland. Wow. Um, so your age is? 43. 43. And your home area, I suppose, is, is it Portrush? Is that where you're... Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Portrush itself, yeah. Well, Portrush. Wow. Um, Portrush. And you've got brothers. Is it just... Have you got brothers? Is it just your brother, Errol? I have a brother, Errol, and a sister, Isla. Both older than me. Are they much? What age difference is that? Sister's a year older than me. Brother, four years older. And when it comes to badminton, is it were either them into badminton, or also is your mum and dad into badminton or anything? Nah, just me and the family that play badminton. Just you and what? Just me that play badminton and the family. the family, well. Okay. Yeah, no one else. And was it so? What age were you when you first played? That's the question. Uh, I would have been um, P5 at school, so yeah, about eight, something like that. And where was that? In Portrush itself, or was it? Portrush Primary School, the local the local coach of the, the Portrush uh, club came to the school once a week and uh, coached and uh, just took a, a, a group of anyone who wanted to play. Um, and I took a shine to it, so uh, yeah, I stuck at well, it. Well, like an after-school thing or something? What's that? Like an after-school thing or something? Um, yeah, there was an after, it was an after school club, yeah. So from P5, that would have been, and then, yeah, yeah, throughout, throughout primary school. And how often was that you played at that time? Do you remember? Uh, so it was, there was an after school club, um, yeah, back then it was probably just after school club, yeah. But then, uh, you know, as you as you progressed, you would then move down to the club in the in the town where he was where he was the coach where he ran. You play there maybe twice a week, Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons. Exactly. What age were you then, then, when you started that? Was that teenage, 13s or something? Probably, yeah, when I went to when I went to high school, yeah. Probably about 11, 12 or so, you'd, you'd start going to that club regularly. He was obviously a good coach, right? He was, he was obviously a good... He, he was a great guy. Yeah, he was a really good guy. What um, was his name? Um, hang on, Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> What was his name? Uh, Cyril, Cyril Davison was his name. Cyril Davidson, well. Mm -hmm. Cyril Davison, yeah. So he, he did a lot for badminton in the time. A lot a lot of the people my age would have would have played, would have known him and played at that local club. So he was great uh, for, for coaching us and uh, giving us the foundations. And then even even at the club he ran, you know, he encouraged the older ones at the club to, you know, he didn't, he didn't, you, ne you were never made to sit out when there was a good match on. He encouraged the older ones to play with the younger ones. No matter what uh, the score was, no matter what the score was going to be, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it didn't matter. He just wanted you to. He just wanted you to get the experience of playing with the older guys. So uh, yeah, so he he was a great start in the game for me. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? How you and was, and was it a pop? Was it a common thing? Was there a lot of peers, a lot of people your age going? You know, when he when he started, there was a lot of people going to those clubs on the Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a fair few. I would say you would. It was, I mean, it was a, a one court church hall, and it 
you would on a Wednesday night you could easily have twenty people there. Wow. Yeah, you would have you could you could easily have a lot of mix of ladies and gents and kids all looking to get their games. How brilliant um, is that? In, is, is that in Port Rush town? Is that in Port hey? Rush? Was it a church hall in Port Rush itself? Was it? Church hall in Port Rush. You probably walked past the hall yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Uh, the church hall is called uh, uh, Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity Parish Church Hall oh, on okay. Victoria Street in Port Rush. So it's not far from that accommodation that you guys tend to stay in. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it still used for badminton, or is there a sports hall or something now? I suppose. No, no, I I don't know if it's still. I don't know if that club's still going. Um, it's still a hall. It's still there. It's still a church hall. But um, I don't know if anyone plays. Um, do you ever still there. Do you ever play, play when you go there? there? When you go home, I know you go home for holidays and stuff. Do you ever play when you go? Nah, I don't tend to play now unless it's a, a pre-planned, um, a pre-planned excursion. So like our last one. Yeah, just, that was just like because I, I still I still know a couple of the guys obviously that I started playing with back then. You know, you you met a couple of them when we played on that first trip to Port Rush. Yeah. And uh, um, so I got in touch with them to put on a team because they all still play. Yeah. And uh, got them to put a team on uh, to play against us. Unfortunately, we didn't turn up at our uh, in our finest condition. <laughs> we didn't. Did we, I think we won though, did we? I don't know. I think we did, did we? I don't know. No. What we I remember is a guy. I, I remember. What I remember is a guy killing in half like he was going to have a heart attack. Stepped off the court. The, I can't remember who it was, but he was. Literally blew in the lips, walked off the goal. Oh god, what have we done here? Kind of thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, we weren't we weren't in great condition. We weren't in great condition for sure. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> it is probably right. So, um, why and where did you start playing? Yeah, so that's covered. That Cyril Davidson's obviously instrumental. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, do you remember your first racket? Uh, first racket would have been a, a Yamaha racket. Um, wow. YB, YB something, Yamaha Badminton, YB 55 rings a bell. YB 50, let's go what, who, who sold Yamaha rackets in Port Rush? Is there a sports shop there? Yeah, it would have been the local sports store in Coleraine, actually. In Coleraine. Just, uh, yeah, sports house or Hugh and Henderson's or something like that in Coleraine, I would have got it from. When, when we went to, when, why, why when we went to Ireland, to Port Rush, did we play badminton in Coleraine and not in Port Rush? Is it, is it, is it, that area, is it, is it, does badminton still go on in Port Rush or, or Coleraine or what is it like? Is it like? No, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't know if um, there's still a, a club in Port Rush, there may well be, but um, Johnny, who organised the other team um, from his club, they play in Coleraine and they play at the Coleraine Leisure Centre. I mean, Corian's only sounds... five miles away from Port Rush. Yeah, of course. So it might it might as well be a local a, a local venue. You know, if you want, if I wanted to book a court to play with my mates back then, you would have booked it at the leisure centre. You wouldn't have booked out the church hall. Yeah. You would have booked the, uh, you would have booked a court at the leisure centre. And how much when you're in Northern Ireland, when you're in Port Rush and stuff like that, we're kind of jumping about a wee bit. Did you go to tournaments in different? Did you used to play when you were growing up and stuff? Did you go to Coleraine? Where? How far would you travel to play? I suppose. Most. Um, I mean, after primary school, I guess more when we when we went to high school, it was mostly schools badminton. So it was more team events that I would have played. So throughout throughout the age groups, you're under you're under thirteens, under fifteens, under well, twelves, fourteen, sixteens, and under eighteens throughout school. So it was more the team events you 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 play in the uh, in the league in the Ulster League against the other schools. 
And then if you uh, won your, if you won the Ulster League, which fortunately our team tended to do, most years we tend to win the Ulster League. You then get a trip down to Dublin to play in the in the in the All Ireland against the winners of the other provinces. Wow! So that was always the goal at the end. Um, at the end of the um, what's the school what term to get your trip to Dublin? Ulster? What what what's that? What other towns would have club would have uh, teams? What teams in, would in be Ulster. in that Ulster? Mm-hmm. Oh, there'd be about four. There'd be about four teams in Belfast, um, Ballymena, Bangor. Yeah, there would have been about seven or eight competitive schools in in Ulster that you were going up against throughout the course of the year. Up to a maximum age of what, sixteen or seventeen? I suppose is it? Up to eighteen. Up to eighteen. Yeah. So what yeah, age were you when you started doing that? What's that? What age were you when you started doing that? Uh, so, I mean, I, like I said, I started playing when I was eight and then I continued the whole way through primary school um, to the end of primary school and then through um, high school, up through seven years of high school. Wow. And were you, I mean, I think you're an exceptional player, but were you, are you, is there other people that were kind of your peers at that time that uh, you always tend to find that there's somebody kind of just ahead of you that you're always pushing to beat? Did you have anybody like that? Uh, yeah, they were plenty better than me in in, in that in the area at my age group, they were funny better than me. Yeah, poor Rush, Corain, the whole, I mean, we, we went to school at uh, um, in Corain and that pulled in a much wider area than just Port Rush and Corain. But um, yeah, there were plenty of, I mean, we had a strong team in our year going through school, but um, I was never good enough to be picked for like Ulster, Ulster as an Ulster player and like that. There were, there were people in the team that were, but not me. There were plenty of better players than me there. And you've obviously had a lot. It's funny when you look at a player, you can see when they've been coached. Um, where did you get your coach? I mean, Cyril Davidson was good to a level, but you, you must have did you go a national coaching or something? Was there anything like that? No. After Cyril, after Cyril gave us the foundations, and uh, and after I stopped going to that club, maybe when I was about maybe fifteen or sixteen or something like that. Um, and then just played at school, um, and uh, I didn't. Once I left Port Rush Badminton Club, I just didn't really get any coaching after that. No, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't go for that. I also had a sort of hiatus out of uh, out of badminton in my twenties. I think you you had said in the previous interview that you stopped playing in your twenties. Ten years. I yeah. think you do tend to find other interests in your twenties, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, well, there's you alcohol and. Uh, <laughs> There is, there's probably, yeah, there's probably that. I was smoking at the time. I remember I was smoking. Yeah. And whenever I did play, I was just, <laughs> so I, I think, and then, but I, yeah, I just, I do feel that in my other video. I just, I do feel that. I feel that there's a big emphasis on teenagers and then they get to a level and it just seems to stop and then they come back later on. It's so common, isn't it? Everybody, so many, Peter Hardy did it, right? An exceptional button yeah. player, stopped playing and, now he now he comes back to it and loves it again and you remember why you loved it in the first place I think uh, go back so yeah back to question um, so do you remember um, how often did you play that was twice a week was it so sorry I wanted to go back to Cyril Davidson so when you got your coaching was it structured did did you know when you went and it was a club and we'd all play together what would be the coaching structure when did you learn I suppose was it just would you come on court and take give you a tip or what happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cyril's coaching, like from a young age, would have been pure coaching for the really young kids. And then at the at the club, um, it would be mainly games. And then he'd maybe take 20, 30 minutes out of a night and maybe do a few drills and a few and give you tips. And uh, really? he gave some. He gave a lot more actually tactical advice. Yeah. 
um, in terms of how to play the game, uh, where you should be, your position on the court and things like that, maybe more so than techniques and footwork and things. So that's where uh, he would have given me a really good understanding of the game and, and where, to, where to be at the time. However, I think since then, I think um, strategies and ideas have moved on quite a lot. Yeah, for sure. So it might be slightly outdated, but it gave me a really good foundation in the game. Oh, so you definitely. knew that you knew that wherever you went, you'd be, able to, you'd be able to step on the court and play with people who are better than you. They may be better than you, but if they see that you know how to play the game, you know where to be on the court, you get away with a lot. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And was he a player? You know, when you played, did he play with against him at all? Yeah, club nights. He would have joined us in club nights. Yeah, he was a really good player. He's an ISI sponsored player. I don't know if you remember the brand ISI. No, no, really, no. Uh, yeah, he was always he was sponsored by ISI, oh. and he would uh, try to try to sell us ISI rackets. <laughs> I'm not going to check to see if ISI are still. Look, look, Cyril, I love my Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see if ISI even still exists. I'm sure I, I think I do actually remember. I think I do remember. It's one of those names is like Prince. You don't see it anymore. I think Prince do still make rackets. I'm probably doing them an injustice. Uh, what kind of shuttles were there? Did you play with when you obviously younger? It's probably plastic. But when did you come to feathers? I suppose. Uh, do you know what? Um, so most of my badminton was the club, the Portrush Club at, at a young age, which was all plastic shuttles, all the Onyx Davis shuttles. And through school, all the school competitions were also plastic until you got to Dublin. Um, I think I think when you got to Dublin, you got to hit with feathers. Yeah. Um, but in general, from the age of eight up to eighteen, I played I played with plastic shuttles. Maybe it's three hundred. That's what I had. That's what I remember. Yeah, that's what it's, it'll, it'll and the tubes would yeah. last for weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and I remember going to coaching in Newcastle. From so I went and league, played in leagues in Barrack and stuff like that. And the club nights were all plastic. And it's a different thing. It's a it's yeah. a different thing, isn't it? A whole different, whole different feel to it, speed and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're yeah. spoiled. We're spoiled now for sure. I think. Um, were you coached? You've answered that question. Uh, do you remember your first ever tournament? Um, tournament and trophy. Do you remember that? Yeah, again, it was all. I mean, there there were um, there were Ulster tournaments like for the really good players yeah. that would have gone into those. I wasn't entering those sort of singles events that were that were sort of Ulster wide. I was a team player. Oh. <laughs> I was a school team player and a club and a club player. And what was your? That's, that's the, the next question is actually what was your best pursuit? Is it singles, doubles, or mix? What do you what do you always prefer? Do you think? Oh no, what did you prefer? I should say. Probably, probably as a um, as a youngster, probably the singles aspect. I probably enjoyed that more when I was a bit fitter as a youngster. But um, do you know when you come when I when I rejoined badminton when I was when I first when I moved back to Edinburgh actually when I yeah. I, I, re I rediscovered badminton and all the clubs are all doubles. Then it was since then since my thirties or since I was thirty has been uh, doubles. So, but in in more recent years, I'm enjoying the mixed a lot more as well. Yeah, going back to that singles um, when you were growing up. Is there any particular person that you strive to beat when you played singles? You know, when you go to, I, don't, I, mean, I remember going to a club and there was, there was nobody there and there was only, or there was five or some whatever, and there was just one person I always fought to try and beat. Is there anybody, do you have any names like that that you thought, I wish I could, God, I just can't beat that guy? Uh, there was the one guy from Port Rush in particular um, who played at, at Cyril's club and also went to school with him, a good friend actually. I've not seen him in a while, but he was a good friend growing up, Andrew Hart. What's his name? Uh, Andrew Hart. 
There's a H E A R T as it sounds, or H A R T. Yeah, okay. H A R T E. All right, okay, yeah. Um, so he was really good. I mean, he was he was top notch at badminton. And from memory, I think I only ever beat him once, <laughs> and it was in the final of the P seven competition. <laughs> so <laughs> the only time the only time I ever beat him was to, to win P7, the final. It was in P seven. <laughs> The only to to win the primary school championships was the only time I beat him. <laughs> is he your age? Yeah, yeah. Is he? Well, that's brilliant. Great golfer, bro. Yeah, Great golfer. that answers the question. Who's your main competition growing up? That was probably him. Uh, okay, so moving the current times. Um, Twenty minutes to him. We've got fifteen minutes to go. What clubs uh, clubs do you play in now? And how often do you, I know the answer, but you can tell us anyway. Um, what clubs do you play in now? Uh, right, right now it's uh, well. Obviously not. COVID, yeah. Um, yeah, North North Morningside um, and, and Nomads would be the two clubs I'd be going to now. Yeah. Um, if I get a chance on a Sunday, I'll, def I'll always love popping down to Crags to see Joey inside yeah. down there. It's a really good group down there on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday, Thursday, and well, Tuesday and Thursdays are locked in in terms of the family sort of timetable. And then Brilliant. if I can get a Sunday, then that's a bonus down at Crags. Um, I was going to ask you something, and I lost my trail of thought. Sorry. Um, yeah. So what? Do, no. So what do you think about the idea of? I mean, I think I was talking about kind of clubs opening up and making them more kind of inclusive, where people, you know, like I'm quite keen. I obviously play North Morningside and Nomads, and I've got my own summer club, and I'm quite keen on people just being able to say, I can get away on a Tuesday, I can go to North Morningside, I can go somewhere else on a Thursday, and the days of kind of being a member and only being in one club are kind of. I think they're kind of dying off a little bit. I think people like to have that. Do you think? What do you think of that? Do yeah, you think it's, no, it's good to have a home club. What do you think of that? Um, it's certainly good to have a. It's it's good to have a club that you're dedicated to in terms of the uh, for the for a team. I think it's probably right. quite good to to maybe yeah. stick with a stick with a club. Yeah. But just because you play for one club, it doesn't necessarily mean you couldn't then go to. Do you know if you play for North Morningside, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go and play at Nomads on a on a Nomads night. Um, yeah. But certainly when I rejoined Badminton, when I moved to Edinburgh, I joined Tartan and was the first club I started playing you, back at you? when I rediscovered Badminton. And I played for Tartan. And even back then, 2006, I was quite amazed that there were people playing at other clubs. When, when I went, I thought, oh, this is your club. Okay, I'm, I'm a Tartan player. Why would I play any other club? But sure enough, back then, there were people sort of dotting around different clubs just because they wanted to play the game. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a very common practice now. And I suppose it's what you what you and I did. I mean, I came to Tuesday night and he said, "What are you doing on Thursday?" And I ended up in Haddington with Mike Mitchell. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's great. I think it's um, the best club for that. Best, yeah, one of the best towns for that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this happens in other places, um, but Edinburgh seems to be quite inclusive for the most part. Because um, it's a, it's quite a tight um, Bamberton community. Lo I mean, loads of people know each other. Like, so you just you just go along. For a hit on another night, I think. Yeah, that's good. Um, what's your current? Um, what's your favourite racket now? What do you play with? Um, like Colin Campbell, uh, I swear by the Nano Ray Seven Fifty. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I was delighted to hear Colin um, <laughs> play with that as well. Um, and he mentioned that they're quite hard to get. They're, I don't think they sell them anymore. And, and when I when I saw that they weren't being sold anymore, I bought five of them. Wow. I just, Colin, I just love it. Colin, if you need another one, Aslan's, Colin, if you need another one, Aslan's got four. <laughs> <laughs> I have five. 
and maybe another two with slight cracks in them as well. <laughs> Even the kids are using the old ones. The, the old ones that have cracks in them have come to the kids to use, so they're using wow. them. <laughs> wow. How many kids have you got? Is it three kids you've got? What age three are kids, you? yeah. Or what age are I they? Got Beth, I got Beth, who's six, uh, Charlie, who's 10, and Finn, who is 12. Wow. And how do they like badminton? Finn and Charlie enjoy it a lot. Beth's really keen to get started, so I'll get her started in the next year or two properly. But um, Finn's absolutely loving it. That's actually been a bit of a benefit of lockdown, where clubs haven't been going on, and I've just been taking them off to the, you know, booking a court. Really? And three of us just playing, and we've played loads since they were the court halls open. Hey? And Craig Lockett, say? Is that the bit? Any of the Edinburgh Leisure Courts, when they were open, we would just book them. You could get it. It's only seven quid to get a court for an hour with the kids. It's nothing. It's really good. That's brilliant. So he's, he's you can't believe that. He's 12 now. Wow. Hi. And is he getting coaching aside from you? Well, Douglas uh, was coaching him for a while. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and Charlie would have been. Um, Charlie was going along as well to Douglas down at the WEC. Um, Where's that? Sorry, the WEC. Where is that? Uh, the Western Hills Education Centre. Douglas coaches there on a Tuesday night. Wow. So uh, um, yeah, they were they were going along to Douglas, and occasionally I had to help out with the with the coaching, and uh, once a month the, the coaching with the, uh, the junior team with Douglas and Matt Wilson. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I, I knew he was doing coaching. I wasn't sure if it was Douglas. I wasn't sure where it was. Well, well, that's brilliant. He's twelve. That's good. So he's getting to the age now where you were. You know, when you uh, were, yeah, when you think about it. I mean, he, he he would have started playing with with Douglas when he was about eight, the same sort of age I started. Yeah. So the fact that he's loving it is uh, is fantastic, and he plays it up at school. They started playing it at school now, and he's uh, he's absolutely loving it because he can play. He has a head start over the other kids in his class, so he's uh, he's up there, you know, able to compete with with the other people in his class. And is he a bit where is is there people going every week? That does he make friends there? That does he have that? Do you think that kind of that you know you've got um, what is it? Who's it you mentioned? Um, Andrew Hart, Andrew Hart, and that kind of thing that you're always trying to beat. Has he got somebody like that? Do you think already? Would you know even? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's got a rival of, of sorts. You need to get on that. You need to get on that. It's very. I'll, I'll ask him. You need to get. You need. He needs to. If he doesn't have one, he needs to find one. That's for sure. I he needs to that. find a rival. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is a. There is a guy that was in his primary school that he's always have. He's always ends up in the finals with in the, in really? the school. So maybe him. Yeah, maybe little Tom would be. His That's rival. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so tension and racket stringing. What what kind of string do you like and what tension? Um, 20, I just go 25 pounds. Um, I don't uh, string particularly high tension. Um, and yeah, just standard BG65, 65, to be honest. 65, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really play around too much with that. Nah. How do you manage family life in Badminton? I suppose you, you also got a big family. How do you, do you uh, the wife, um, Maurice, is that? She obviously does. That's right, yeah. She has, a, she has certain things she does on certain nights, and you've gone to go and do it. So you kind of. Do you have a calendar in the, in the kitchen that says, I'm playing Babylon on a Tuesday, and she says, I'm playing yoga on a Thursday, or what exactly. happens? Exactly that. We have, our, we have our nights locked in. She has yoga twice a week, I have Babylon twice a week, and then if I manage to squeeze in around on a Sunday, around the golf on a Sunday morning, then that's a bonus for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, sometimes even manage around the golf on a Sunday morning, and I give a Babylon Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I know, but, but the, the criteria is you've got to be back from golf by 10 in the morning. <laughs> So you've got to tee up at six, basically, frankly, in the dark. 
exactly. Uh, yeah, you get up the crack of dawn. You're back. Yeah. Oh God, I've been there. Um, what's your favourite event now? And do you have a favourite partner and, comp- and comp- or competitor? Yeah. What's your yeah favourite event? Double single. Do you like the well, like to to play in? No, no. I'm more talking about um, again the the event as in a doubles or singles or mixed. Ah. Uh, Probably men's doubles now would be my favourite, but um, in recent years I've started really enjoying the, the, the sort of differences associated with mixed. Yeah, yeah, it's a different game. It's it's a game that I don't know too much about. I'm enjoying learning the different. different why is that? Is, that is there not very many ladies in Portrush? Is that why you do you not play a lot of mixed then because of that? What? Well, I went to an all boys school. Oh really? So yeah, yeah. And the club there there were mixed. Uh, the clubs did have mixed um, leagues. But um, I tend to play in the in the in the gent leagues in the it, for the club. Uh, but and then school was all all boys uh, events. Did you hear the the conversation with um, Bob about the the girls' school in Glasgow? What was that? He, he was they 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 mixed up. He <laughs> their their boys' school played mixed with the girls' school. <laughs> oh, <they're right. laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a listen to that interview. It's quite interesting. Yeah, they. I was like, oh, I was at an old boys' school, and, yeah, and we used to play with the old girls' school. <laughs> so how does that work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's all, there must have been a lot of uh, yeah interesting <laughs> conversations on that. Oh, yeah. And do you have a, as far as a men's doubles partner? Who's your who's your partner now? Do you have a do you have a do you like to have a men's doubles partner that you play with all the time? And do you have best success? Well, with yeah. That? I mean. If, if I was entering in a, an EBA tournament, for example, I'd probably look to Roddy, probably oh, play Roddy Scotland. Yeah. He would probably, and, and if we're playing a match, like for East Lothian, Roddy and me would have played together an awful lot in, in matches. And uh, we would have entered tournaments, evening tournaments and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, probably Roddy would be the would be the the guy yeah. that I would play with. He's another guy you should go for a chat. I will. I will do. I don't know. He's quite private, Roddy. Um, yeah, and, um, <laughs> and what about um, mixed partner? Yeah. Um, well, I've been playing with Laura O'Keefe quite a lot lately. Not oh, lately, pre-COVID. Yeah. Pre- Pre-COVID lockdown, we we played that Masters tournament through in Glasgow where yes. I met your brother. Yes. And we had Laura and Amanda in that team, and Willie Hislop and Matt Kirschenbaum. Um, and oh man, there were some amazing games in that in that in that tournament, the, the Glasgow Masters. It was a level I've never experienced. Didn't feel like in the depth, but it was. It, we we didn't win a single match. Willie Willie and I won a couple of men's men's games, but the team didn't win a single match. But we loved it. Absolutely superb. Was that the you Coburn Centre? What's that? Was that the Coburn Centre? Yeah. Is that the first time you've been there? I've never been there. Yeah, first time. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Really good feeling. You when you walk in the door to it, it feels like a badminton hall. Like really. You know the way you walk into that big metal bank hall and it's just like. Uh, cavernous sort of big orange space yeah yeah. whereas uh it feel it feels like a proper hall yeah it's a lovely hall bob was talking a lot about it actually it's quite a good facility and comparatively right. priced it's not expensive i don't think it's pretty good is that right uh, my friend a friend of mine is in in um, steve porter in owns the tyneside Baden center in newcastle and that's a similar thing he bought um he's in business and he bought an old school and and I think he's kind of gradually over the years extended it and extended it, and he's got courts on courts, and it's a it's just a Balvin facility. I think he's got like right. twelve courts across different halls. You can book a different hall. It's like a, almost like a Meadowbank idea where you've got three or four halls you could choose. But obviously, at the moment, he's 
you know, really struggling as you imagine, right? So yeah, uh, great guy. Um, so do you, do you feel uh, second last question? Do you feel as competitive now as you always have, or do you feel do you feel when I say competitive, I suppose I think that's the wrong word. Like, do you, do you still get as? Uh, I think I know the answer, but do you feel that you? I'm more interested to know what you think the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think I'm that competitive. It's a standing joke in my house that I don't think I'm particularly competitive because it's been a, I've always had a criticism of myself that if I was actually more competitive, I feel I would have done better at the sport. But I don't. I have never walked off the court uh, after a defeat. You know, tearing my hair out, really angry at losing. I've always walked off the court just thinking, well, that's well, just a game. Yeah. And so I, although I want to play well, there's no doubt about it. I want to play well. And if I haven't performed well, I'll be annoyed with myself. But I won't be, in terms of losing the match, I, I wouldn't be that upset about it. So I wish I was a bit more competitive. Maybe I'm seeing that maybe others see me differently. <laughs> I think, like for me, I've just always, like for, for, to me, I'm just, yeah, just, I've always been the same. I just, I don't have enough structure. I just fly about like you know. My passion is always what's kept me going. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't couldn't play probably, and because I don't no, have, I don't have any much talent. But I think I've got, but grit is what gets me. I guess I do. I get really angry with myself. I get angry with myself really. You get stuck in though on the court. You put yourself about and you get stuck in and you don't big, give up. Big time, big time. Uh, okay, great. So very last question: What is it you, you think about? You know, having kids and all the rest of it. What is it you think about badminton that is different from others? Why do you? Why do you? Th why did you choose badminton? Why? Why? Why have you stayed with badminton? Do you think? Or why did you come back to it as well? Um. Uh, I. Uh, so in, in first year at, at school, everyone had to play rugby for the winter sport. In first year, and I hated the rain and wind and playing rugby in the rain and wind. <laughs> And I was all right at rugby. I played, you know, I played for the first team at rugby. And the, at the end of the first year, when I said to the coach I was going to be playing badminton in the second year for my winter sport, he was raging with me. He wasn't happy that I was choosing that over it. But it was, at that time, it was, I, I, I wanted the warmth of a badminton hall. And do you know what? Even to this day, do, do you know what? Even to, even to this day, you know, if it's the middle of winter and it's battering down with rain, and it's a badminton night. I'm driving in my car to the badminton hall, thinking, "Do you know what? If this was, if I was going to play football, it would probably be called off." Whereas I know that I've got my badminton, it's and true. I get to my hall. It doesn't matter what the what the weather is, I've got that. So I, I never, it, it never gets cancelled due to rain. <laughs> so I know it's a, it's nailed on. But that aside, I just love the. I don't know. It, it, there's just something about you know hitting a, a crisp smash or a or a nice tight drop shot or something like that. just just something nice about um about the game about the uh, i think um douglas described it as quite artistic and i i would totally agree with that it really really is it, it yeah. can be that way it can be full of force but you know it can be lots of other things so I agree. Um, and you see people playing badminton that you would never think are athletic in any way and they can be just phenomenal talking players. about me here no, no. <laughs> Thinking about even if you look at people, you look at the Chinese players and think, and they've got, and obviously they've got ripped and all that stuff, but they're probably not that strong, right? They're very, very thin. But it just shows you that their timing 
and their flexibility and agility is what gets me about their game. It's not, you don't have to be, but you know, you see kids and you see kids that have got weight, you see kids that have got you know, too thin, you get three kids that have got too fat and they can play badminton. And I've seen some exceptional big players and thinking, it's just, it just yeah, you're right. It's uh, And you can get run around when you never think it's going to happen. You think, how's this happening? And it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lovely sport. Thank you very much, Aslan. 36 minutes and uh, we're done. That's brilliant. Thank you right. very much. Thanks very much, Martin. Enjoying these. Been enjoying them. Well done for doing it. Thank you. Cheers.